Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again today on the Word Podcast. I want to go back and pick up where we were in the previous episode and uh, just read through it again and think a little more on something, spend a little more time on it. This is in uh, Mark chapter 6, verse 45, and it says this, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he himself was sending the crowd away. Now, <clears throat> do you remember why uh, he did this? John gives us some insight into this, the Gospel of John. Uh, the people were massing together and they come and they were going to go and make Jesus king. They literally going, were going to go and seize him and make him king. Well, Jesus perceived this. He knew this. And so what did he do? He took care of his disciples. He immediately put them on the boat and sent them to the other side. He said, go over there. So then, then he turns around and he takes care of the people. He takes care of the crowd. And so he disperses them. And uh, Mark 6, 46 says, after bidding them farewell. So he told them to leave. Okay, our time's up right now, so y'all go. So the crowd that was massing, the crowd that had gathered around that had experienced the feeding of the thousands, he uh, dispersed them. In other words, he did not bring them under a rallying cry saying, yes, let's go. Let's go to the Jerusalem. To Jerusalem, it's time for me to be king. No, he didn't do any of that, and he would not allow the people to do that. And after that, he bid them farewell, and he went to the mountain to pray. And I'll tell you, the more that you look at this and the more you think about this, it really gives us insight to what we see within particularly, particularly the Western church today. Because the Western church today falls into these type of patterns right here. We try to do rallying cries. We try to uh, get people to come to church, as it said so many different ways. Uh, we totally, basically ignore the kingdom of God. Okay, we try to get people to come and do our thing in our little kingdom. Now, watch what happens. Verse 47, you'll remember this. When it was evening, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land. Seeing them straining at the oars, for the wind was against them, at about the fourth watch of the night, that's about three in the morning, he came to them, walking on the sea, and he intended to pass by them. So, you know, he was just going to go over to the other side where he had told them to go. He was going to meet them over there. And he intended to pass them by. But they saw him, verse 49. But when they saw him walking on the sea, they supposed it was a ghost, and they cried out. They were terrified. And they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke with them and said to them, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. So he's telling them, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Y'all take courage. You have courage. Seize the courage. And he tells them why and how to seize the courage and what the courage is based upon. Take courage. It is I. It's me. It's Jesus. Do not be afraid. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is the incident where uh, Peter walks on the water. Mark doesn't give an account of that, I think, in deference to uh, Peter's desires. But other gospels do tell us you know, that what happened. Well, Jesus gets in the boat, verse 51, <coughs> he gets in the boat with him, and the wind stopped, and they were utterly astonished. Okay? Jesus literally uh, stopped the wind. And you say, well, wow, that's crazy. And yeah, <coughs> you know what? He's given us the same power. Yep, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Remember what Jesus said? Things that I do, you'll be able to do too. Jesus spoke to the wind. And the wind stopped. Well, when the wind stopped, the waves stopped because the waves were being stirred up by the winds. They were utterly dumbfounded. I could tell you several examples 
of how uh, winds have been stopped. Okay, I just uh, read one while ago, not even related to this. I was just reading the email thread, some things I keep up with, and the lady said uh, that she was concerned. This just happened recently, last day or two. She was concerned about her. She lives on a farm, her outdoor animals, and she lives in a up north in a frigid area. And the wind was really, really blowing hard. The cold is one thing. The wind with the cold is really, uh, really difficult for outside outside livestock. So she said she went outside and she just rebuked the wind, told the wind to be still. And she said this. I loved it. She said, I had to do it a couple of times, but then it stopped. And she said a little while later, the wind started blowing again. She went back out there, did it again, and it stopped. And her animals are fine. <clears throat> I know a lot of us find that uh, sort of weird, sort of strange, uh, very uh, unnerving. We find it even flippant. So, oh, no, God doesn't do that. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. We don't want to be as these disciples were. Look what they did. They were utterly astonished. Then verse 52 tells us something really interesting. Why were they utterly astonished? For they had not gained any insight from the loaves, but their heart was hardened. They hadn't learned anything from the feeding of the, of the thousand. They hadn't learned anything from it. Jesus had taken five loaves of bread and two fish and fed tens of thousands, maybe two tens of thousands, 20,000. We don't know the exact number, but fed thousands of people. And yet the disciples had not gained insight. Well, what insight should they have been gaining? Well, a couple of them probably. First of all, if the Lord, and this is the primary one to me, if the Lord tells you to do something, he'll give you uh, the strength, he'll give you the power, he'll give you the sustenance, he'll give you the resources that you need to do it. Remember the disciples that come to Jesus and says, hey, it's getting late in the day right here. These folks have been hungry right here. They've been here for a while. Uh, why don't you just send them off? Send them off somewhere, then they can get food on their own, for their own. And Jesus looked at him and said, you feed them. Jesus would not have told them to feed them. You feed them if it were not possible for them to feed them. Now, it wasn't possible for them to feed them within the natural, not within their natural understanding, not with their own supplies at the moment. They had to go. They found a boy that had five loaves of bread and two fish. But Jesus was teaching them something. But guess what? They had not gained any insight into this. They hadn't gained insight that the Lord will provide. They also had not gained any insight that the Lord will protect. Okay, He'll keep you from hunger. He'll provide food for you. He'll keep you from the wind. He'll protect you in the sinking ship. Call upon him. They hadn't received any insight. Why is that? Because their heart was hardened. Really? Their heart was hardened toward what? Toward who? About what? I, I got to ask a bunch of questions related to that. What did they have a hard heart about? Well, we've already seen some things. We know that um, there was division among them along the line of which one of us is the greatest? You know, which one's the most important? Which one's this and which one? There was also some corruption within them. We know about Judas, okay? They didn't know about Judas then, but Judas will be revealed in Mark. So you had that going on. Also, uh, there's this hardness of heart that comes about because you move within the power of God and you're amazed about it. They come and tell, remember this? They come and tell Jesus what had happened. They gave him a report on it. And Jesus says, hey, yeah, you know, that's great and wonderful. I know, that's, that's good. I saw Satan falling like lightning from heaven. But remember this. 
The most important thing is that your name is written down in the book of life. See, they were more interested in the power that was coming along. They were more interested in these miraculous things they were able to do. They were more interested in the fact that Jesus was going to be the king of kings and that he was going to overthrow the Roman government. And he was going to do all this amazing stuff. That's where their mind was. Their mind was there, and because of that, their heart was hardened. Tell you what, folks, I think it's a word of warning for us that we do a lot of things in the name of the Lord, and we do this stuff, and we say we do this church thing, and we do this, and we do that. But our hearts are really hardened to a true move of God, to a true kingdom life empowered by his presence. The good news is the Lord is revealing this to a lot of folks. And we're starting to live in an entirely different way. Are you going to be one of them? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.